standing for the reading of God's word. We are so grateful for so many of you who've come out in this very difficult, cold, rainy, icy, in some places, snowy, in other places, just to worship God. Our hearts were so encouraged when we had our early morning service and saw so many people out so early, and some have driven from a very long distance. We thank God, in fact, our worship leader for today, uh, Minister Cedric and his lovely wife, Trace, and their family. They drove all the way from Greenville to be here. Pastor Rob Bradley and his wife, Mother Bradley, all the way from Walterboro, folk from Bishopville and Sumter, Camden, all over Charlotte. Thank God, amen. Would you give God a hand of praise for your brothers and sisters, wherever they are from, amen. Thank you. There is a word from the Lord. The series is entitled A Dialogue with God. This is the second part of this series. The first five messages were five questions that we have for God. Where were you, Lord? How can you love someone like me? God says now it is his turn to ask us some questions. So God challenged us with five questions. Where are you? God says, do you trust me? Will you rob me? This is the fourth of five questions. The text is found in two references of scripture, both in the gospel that has been recorded by St. John. The first is in the 14th chapter, the 15th verse. In the second, the 21st chapter, and the 17th verse, we're reading from the New Living Translation this morning. Hear the reading of God's word in John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Real simple, but yet powerful. If you love me then obey my commandments. John 21 and 17, Jesus speaks to Peter, and a third time he asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of God's words. Put your hands right here on your heart. The question to God this morning for us is real simple yet powerful. And it is, do you love me? That is the question God asks. Do you love me? Clap those hands as you take your seat. You may be seated. In this powerful series, God has challenged us to consider the things that are on his mind. Listen, now, in any healthy dialogue, there are two sides to the conversation. And for five weeks, God listened to us. 
some of the questions we had for God are pretty relevant and questions that a lot of people at times find themselves asking God. But then God says, listen, here are some things that I want to challenge you in. And two weeks ago, in the message two weeks ago, God challenged us in the area of trust. He asked the question, do you really trust me? See, I, I am convinced that we, we, we can't have a relationship with God without trust. In fact, I don't think you can have a relationship with anybody, amen, without trust. You can have associations. You can hang out, amen. But, but in order to have a genuine, lasting relationship, there has to be trust. And so we said in the message two weeks ago, uh, Deacon Jackson, we, we challenge each other to answer, the, to answer the question that God was asking us, do you trust me? But we prefaced the answer by stating for a fact that trust is the cornerstone of our relationship with God. What does that mean? If the answer is, I don't know if I can trust God, then my response to you, you don't really have a relationship with him. If you can't trust him, there is no relationship. So it is important that we have that element. But today, as we now transition to the fourth question God has for us, it involves another subject involving something that is as equally important in my mind as trust. I know two weeks ago we rhetorically debated the question which is best to have trust or love. And we concluded that rhetorical argument with the answer you need both trust and love. If trust is the cornerstone then love has to be the foundation. Trust is the cornerstone of any good relationship, then love is certainly the foundation of our relationship with God. We worship God. We serve God. We obey God because we love God. Let me say that again. If, if, if we are forced to worship God, if we're forced to serve God, if we are shamed in serving God, shame, put to the shame so that we can serve God and obey God. If you only obey God because you don't want to be embarrassed publicly, that's not a good, genuine, lasting relationship. <clears throat> because what, what happens to us when there's no one around to hold us accountable? Do you still worship serve and obey God or is it all theatrics I'm preaching to somebody now is it all just showmanship is, is it all so that other folk can think I love God <coughs> others can think that I have a relationship with God 
But genuine love is, Lord, I worship you not because uh, uh, Minister Cedric McFadden uh, asked me to. I, I, I praise you not because the choir is good this morning, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Oh, I'm somebody, somebody, no way. I, I, Lord, I, 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 my, my worship is for real because my love is genuine. See, there, there are folk when, when God does something that they desire, you can't sit them down. They jump and shout and they praise God. Oh, thank God that things have turned around. And when the preacher says to jump up and say three times it turned around, folk get all happy and fall out. But what if it hasn't turned around yet? Can you still give God the same level of praise? But is your praise conditional upon your situation? Are you saving your best praise for when God brings you out? But can you, one, one of the things that blows my mind uh, as, as I am preparing for 2019, dealing with some faith situations, and one of the messages I was working on this weekend is, how do you praise God in a fiery furnace? How, how do you praise God and, and keep the faith when you're walking between walls of water called the Red Sea? Help me somebody. How do you worship God and thank God when everything around you is falling apart. Why, God? Because my, my worship is for real. My service is for real. And, and I don't wait until I come out of this to worship you. Lord, I love you. Real love is not conditional upon what you give somebody. If you're in a relationship with somebody that is just based on materialistic gains, then that's not love. Call it whatever you want. That's an association. That's an arrangement. <laughs> Can I just keep it real? And some of you have been living most of your adult lives in arrangements. I'm preaching now. You take care of me, I take care of you. You're good for me, I'm good for you. But when it stops being good to you, when you don't get just what you want, people will flip on you. Now, uh, Pastor Lawson said something, and I love Pastor Lawson and Pat. You know that they've been married 44 years. When, when you've stayed together that long, you've outlived the arrangement parts. Because anybody's been together that long, you've seen the good, bad, and ugly. I'm a living witness of that. Uh, you see, my wife told me I've been with you when you didn't look not even halfway decent waking up in the morning. Those church folks see your good side, but I've seen every... Oh, I keep that... To, and, and you still with me, baby. It must mean something more than that. So the question is, can you worship God based on a foundational principle that I love you, Lord, no matter what the situation is. And I'll drive the church in cold rain. Can I say yes? I'll drive the church in cold rain. 
because my love is not conditional and based on what the weather report says. But I love you, Lord, and I worship you. How many of you love God through thick and thin, through good days and bad days? In fact, when you think of all God has done, his mercies are everlasting. And when the enemy came in like a flood, God lifted up a standard again. I've got so many reasons why I should love God that the enemy better not come and try to convince me not to love the Lord my God. God, I love you. I dare you to shout, Lord, I love you. I, I, I. Come on, come on. Take, take 10 seconds and think of one thing that only God could have done. God did for you. Only God did it for you. And he's been, Mother Shirley Kelly, I love you, Mother. When I saw you on the big screen praising God, I know what the doctor said. My mother shared with me uh, the prognosis uh, for your longevity. And here's a mother who's been given the death notice so many times. And the doctor said to her just last week, I hope you don't mind if I share it. You ought to call hospice and stay home. But when I saw her in church on a cold, rainy Sunday, praising God with limited heart capacity. I say none of you got an excuse. All of you folk at Bedside Manor Baptist Church, you ought to be ashamed that you can't worship God for all that God has done. Give him your best praise. Mother Kelly, you are an example. You are a wonderful example of faithfulness. Listen, here's how Moses puts it. May I preach this? In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5. That's, that's why I tell the Lord, my prayer request, can I share this one thing with you? I, when, when I was first appointed to be the pastor of this church, 1996, I had a prayer request through thick and thin, Lord, no matter how I'm feeling, I want to get up here and preach. And, and God knows that, that I, and when I look at examples of other people who worship God, see, we are so easily distracted. Not even by what's going on, by what we think is going on. Because the enemy is the master of confusion. Amen. And he makes your headache seem like a stroke. And he makes your interjection seem like a heart attack. Hey, oh, come on, somebody. And yet we find ourselves going to work. I will assure you, and I am not a betting man. Oh, but Deacon Miller, if I would bet, I would assure you that most of you with jobs will find yourself getting up tomorrow morning, going to work with the umbrella, with the hat, scarf all wrapped around your neck. And yeah, some of you at home right now in bed going to get your curly head self up. Tell my mama I said that. Just to go to work tomorrow. Because you know the consequences of not showing up. Whoa! Help me somebody. But when you have a relationship with God. Uh, Moses writing Deuteronomy 6 and 5. 
to the children of Israel in the midst of their journey through the wilderness. He didn't write this and give them this when they were in the promised land. He tells them this as they were going through their wilderness experience that they must love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and strength. It's one thing to love God in the promised land. It's another thing to love God when you're going around in circus in the wilderness and the enemies are out to destroy you. Anybody know how to love God when things are not going right in your life? Doing your wilderness experience. Lord, I don't know how things are going to turn out, but I know I still love you with all my heart. Yes, Mother Kelly, even with that limited heart capacity, you love God with all your heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. David goes on to write in Psalms 18 and 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Yes, I, I will love. Not only should we love God with our strength, God is our strength. Somebody just caught it. Uh, not only do we love him with all of our strength, but he is the he, God is the joy and the strength of my life. Who in, 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 in anybody know that God is your strength? In fact, the only reason you are still standing is because God is your strength. Only reason you didn't lose all your mental capacities is because God is your strength. Only reason you've got peace in the midst of hellish situations all around you is because God is your strength. Anybody know that God is your strength? Clap your hands and if God is the joy and the strength of your life. God is my strength. That's why I love you. And then there is a wonderful reference of Holy Scripture that is found in Matthews 22, beginning at verse 36. In fact, of all the words of Jesus, these are perhaps my favorite. Because these are the words that shut up self-holy, self-righteous, judgmental folk. These are the words that folk that point their finger at everybody because your dress isn't long enough or, or, or the colors of your nails or something that they don't approve of. And folk that make up rules and just make up stuff just to burden people. Uh, here, here's, the, here's the scripture. When asked of Jesus, what is the most important commandment of all? Now, uh, this is not confusing. Uh, this, this, this is not murky. This isn't grayish. This is clear. Question is clear. What is the most important commandment? Without hesitation, Jesus answers them in verse 37, Matthew 22. Jesus says, you must love the Lord, your God. With all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Note what he did not say. Jesus could have said a whole lot of things. There are a whole lot of commandments in the Bible, and all of them are important. Thou shalt not commit adultery. All of those things are very important and significant. But when asked of Jesus, 
if you only had to choose one, <laughs> what would you choose? And Jesus says, the greatest commandment of all is that you love God. Why was that? Because here's what I surmise. That Jesus understood something. If you love God like you ought to, your wardrobe would match up. <laughs> if you love God like you ought to, everything else will fall in line. If you love God like you ought to, then folk ain't got to make you praise God. Nobody has to make you pay tight. Nobody has to make you do that. Because the love you have for God. Preach Pastor Jackson supersedes all of that and then if there was any doubt about what comes second <laughs> Jesus says I don't want to leave it to your human reasoning but the second is like the first love your neighbor as yourself and then he tells them upon these things hang all the teachings of the prophets and those of old in other words Jesus says it is important that our relationship with God be genuine and based on love. Yes, our love for God is the foundation of our relationship with us. God inspires us to do right, not make us do right. Catch it, church. Tell somebody, catch it. A whole lot of folk are still waiting on God to make you holy. I've had people say to me that if, if, if God would not have allowed that temptation to come, I never would have fallen. No, God is not going to eliminate obstacles out of your life. He's not going to eliminate temptation. But you're going to love God so much that you can't sell your soul to cheapen stuff. Any good marital relationship, a folk are, are faithful and, and, and folk uh, do not indulge in infidelity, not because they feel like you're going to get caught. I tell young couples all the time, if the level of your faithfulness is based on your determination whether or not you're going to be caught or not, you won't be faithful forever. Uh, because there will be times that you think you can get by with it. But if it's based on you not wanting to hurt the one that you're in a relationship and your love is so deep and strong, it doesn't matter to you what the situation is. I'm faithful because I love you. It reminds me of my love for God is that I'm faithful to God because I love him. Not because I think I can get by with it. Is your relationship with God so strong that you remain faithful? Listen to the text. First text, Jesus simply says, if you love me, John 14, he says, then obey my commandments. You don't say you love God and you're in a spirit of disobedience. I don't care how well you can preach or sing or, or, or what your gifts and callings may be. Uh, the true sign of faithfulness to God is obedience to God's will in your life. And you, you've got to love God where you do what God says do. God says, if you love me, then obey the commandments that I gave you. What are some of the things that God uh, commanded the disciples to do. One is found in St. Matthew's chapter 7 and verse 12. Listen to this. God says, do to others 
whatever you would like them to do to you. This, listen, is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. In other words, if you want to know what God expects out of us, God says, I expect you to treat folk like you want to be treated. In other words, you, listen, you can't say you love God and hate people. I, I, it, it, it baffles me how self-righteous and holy some folk are that don't even get along with folk that sit next to them in church. It, it, it baffles me how we can proclaim to have such a relationship with God and we can talk to God for two hours, an hour and a half in church and can't even talk to somebody afterwards. Uh, if you love God, then you treat folk the way God would want them to be treated. Can I get a witness? You, you don't love God and hate on other folk. You Even the love of God make you love your enemies. Preacher Pastor Jackson, why do I love folk that I don't like? It makes me love my, even those who despitefully use me. I, I am not going to return the type of animosity towards you that you show towards me. How many of you know how to love folk that don't love you? Uh, and it's not just because of them. It is because the love you have with God. Anybody know how to love your enemy? Pray for your enemy because when you learn to do that, God will turn your situation around. If you want to be blessed, then you treat folk that treat you bad. Great. This is a commandment for God that we have such love that everybody that sees us will know that there's a God that's in our life. Ooh, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We've got to love others in such a way that God will be reflected in our lives. Any witnesses? Listen to another commandment from God that is found in St. Matthew's chapter 5 and verse 16. He says this, the living uh, the New Living Translation puts it this way. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Live your life so that God gets the glory. Live your life so that when they see all that you do, uh, your light so shine before men on earth so that they may see your good glory. They may see your goodness and give God the glory. How many of you know that everything you do, it is because you love the Lord? Amen. Do you really love him? Do you love him so much that God, even when your instructions are difficult, please listen to this. Because some of you are being challenged in some ways right now personally in your own life. And you know what God is saying to you. And I know it's not easy and we'll find every excuse not to do it. But whatever it is, God is challenging you to do. In other words, he may say, drop that attitude. Change your disposition. Uh, go to work with a different attitude tomorrow. Treat that family member who has not treated you well better than they have ever treated you. 
And when they see that, they won't give you the glory, but they will glorify your Father, which is in heaven. How many of you are ready to let your light shine in dark places so that God... And why do you do it? Because we love you. Why do we do it, Lord? Because we love you. Listen to the last aspect of the text. Uh, John 21. Jesus now has been crucified. He, he's preparing to go back and he's giving Peter his final instructions. And he calls Peter aside and speaks to Peter because Peter has an awesome responsibility. You're going to lead the New Testament church, but I need you to know something, that if, if I needed a resume to lead the church, then I would have called one of the Sanhedrins. But I wanted somebody like you, Peter, who, who's rustic, who, who may be bold and big mouth and you say things sometimes. And sometimes you even fly off the handle and do things out of impulse. But I need to test your commitment to me by the love you have for me. So Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep Ask him the second time, Simon, Peter, son of John, do you love me? Peter declares, Lord, I love you. For the second time, Jesus says, feed my sheep, feed my lamb, Peter. Feed those that are mature and those that are less mature. And then he goes for the third time and says, Simon, Peter, son of John. Text says, Peter was angry because he asked him the same question three times. So Peter says to Jesus uh, sarcastically, you know everything. You know I love you. But see, the point of the matter was not to ask the question so that God can get the information. Look at somebody and say he already has the information. He just wanted to hear him say it. And when God asks you, do you love him? He already knows. He wants to know where are you with this question. Then he says, Peter, if you really love me, then reach out and feed my sheep. Don't build your own kingdom. Don't build your own reputation. I'm not calling you so you can be the greatest leader of the New Testament church. I'm calling you for you to look out for somebody else because there's a need in the world that God says we're going to respond to the world because of our love for God. Why, why do we do it? Because we love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. Anybody in here love God from the depths of your heart? Anybody know that you love God so much and nothing can separate you? from the love of God that you have. If you love me, walk faithfully. Walk upright. Do what I've called you to do. And when you've done that, God will bless you in ways that you've never seen before. Tell somebody, get ready for the overflow in your life. God is about to do something for you that you've never seen before. Why do we love God? Here's a reason that I'll deal with Tuesday night, but let me throw it out right now. First uh, John chapter 4 tells us the reason we love God is because God first loved us. <laughs> 
How many of you are so glad that God loved you when you were unworthy of God's love? Stand to your feet all over this place. Anybody so glad that God loved you when you were unlovable? When nobody else wanted anything to do with you? God loved you and picked you up and turned your life around. Lord, I love you. Throw those hands up and just worship God for one moment with me. And just take a moment all over this place. Those that are viewing my way of internet, come on, worship with us. Lord, I love you. My love is for real. Lord, I love you because you first loved. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Anybody love God? Now, real love is demonstrated by real passion. So from the depths of your belly, open your mouth and just begin to love on God and wave those hands and begin to tell him thank you. Come on, begin to tell God you love him. In any in, in true worship, begin to tell God, I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I, I love you so much, Lord. You've been so good. Do you love him? Do you love him? Then I'll do what God asked me to do. I don't know what your challenge is this morning. Listen to me. I, I don't know what God is challenging you to do this morning. Perhaps God is challenging you to change your life. Perhaps God is challenging you to treat somebody differently. Perhaps God is challenging you to worship him more consistently. But whatever it is, it is because from the depths of our soul, we love the Lord. Do you love him? Help me just worship on him for one morning. Take 30 seconds right now and just worship God and close those eyes and just wave those hands in the air and you just began to worship him God, God, God told me in this morning's message to challenge us in ways of genuineness towards him can I tell you something God knows when it's fake Just like any, any relationship that senses when it's not real, God knows when it's not real. But when it's real, nothing, listen to this, Dr. Cheryl, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall height, shall tribulation, shall try us? What shall move you? from the love of God I am persuaded that nothing shall separate us from the love of God I need you to love God when things are not going right in your life I need you to love God when there's no money in your pocket no gas in your car don't know how the next mortgage payment will be made but here I am Lord Lamar Campbell says, I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. Anybody love God right now? Do me a favor and leave your seats and walk down these aisles. Ooh. You reign on the throne. For you, you are God alone. Listen to this next verse in this awesome song. Because of you, Lord, 
My cloudy days are gone. <laughs> Anybody know that God turned a cloudy situation around in your life? Ooh. I can sing to you this song. <laughs> Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Look at these words again. Because of you, Lord, somebody lift your hands and help me say this. Before the choir sing, say, because of you, Lord, my cloudy days are gone. <laughs> Look at somebody standing next to you say, because of God, I'm still standing today. Because of God, whoo, I am able to do what I do today. Whoo, I can sing to you this song. Make it personal. <laughs> Lift those hands and say, Lord, this is my praise. I just want to say from me that I love you more than anything. The song goes on to say, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Sister Jamel Mitchell and the choir and the praise team. Come on, right, right. As many of you as can, if, if you can just leave your seat and walk down and stand in the aisle. Ooh, this is our commitment to God. I don't want you to shout this morning. I just want you to hear these words. Yeah. But I do want you to praise him. Say it again, choir. I lift my hands. Come on. Only if you mean it. <laughs> you reign on the throne. For you are God. Because of you, Lord. One more time from the top. I lift my hands all over this place. Come on and lift those hands. Now that's worship. You are God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can sing to you this song. I, I just want to say that I, I love you more than anything. 
Come on, if you love him, tell him I love you. Now see, all the worshipers feel something right now. Yeah. Lord, I love you. All the worshipers right now. gonna worship God for a little while is that all right that's why I ended this sermon when I did because God says now time to worship him give me a love come on lift those hands I love you Everybody lift those hands and softly quiet. God told me to call Mother Shirley Kelly here. It's coming February. She'll be 80 years old. But When did the doctor first give you up, Mother? About 2016. In 2016. In 2016, the doctor says, listen to this. 
your heart has failed. Not as it says you get your house. I was there at the hospital. My mother and I were there. And the physician said, every indication is you have limited to no capacity with your heart. 2016. You, you won't make it throughout the year. Told in 2016, you won't see Christmas 2016. Now, I'm not standing here telling Mother Kelly that she's going to be here forever because God's got a better place. But I see how fragile you are. And I know what they told you last week. But you don't know what you did to me when I walked in here this morning and I saw you in church on a cold, rainy Sunday when young people a third of your age won't leave their bedroom. And we are anointing you this day. And I don't know, Mother, how much more time you have. But I'm here to tell you that whatever time you've got left, God says it's going to be the best time of your life. Amen. Come on, because I love you. Everybody, reach your hand this way. In the name of Jesus right now. Bless the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want, Lord, I love you. All the worshipers. Oh, Lord, I love you. I love you. with only 10% heart capacity leave her house on a rainy Sunday morning to worship God. It is because of the love that she has for God. And I'm telling you that if you love God, God will love you back. God will do things for you that will blow your mind. Somebody get ready because God's about to do some things for you. Do you love him? Tell him again, I love you. Listen, close those eyes right now. Put your arms around somebody else. In fact, God told me to do this. I have to listen to the voice of God. That's why I'm, I'm often reminded, even when I'm reluctant, amen, amen. My good deacon, Deacon Chris Hadgrave, always remind me, pastor, just obey God's instructions. Here's what God told me, Jennifer. Is there anybody in here suffering from any kind of heart disease right now? Amen. Just wave your hands. 
Baby, you're suffering from any kind. Just wave your hands right now. I know this is Sunday morning, but come on, elders, ministers. Get there or come up front, baby. Come up. Just come up. Anybody suffering from any kind of heart ailment or disease? Just, oh, somebody's in a chair there. Can you, is there any way you all can help her, Pastor Lawson and others? Would y'all anoint them? Come on, associate pastors, uh, Elder Cheryl and others. Come on. I just have to be obedient to what God says. I am. And I promise you, we'll still be gone by one o'clock. But I just want to do what God says. Look at this. Look at this. I, see, that's why God said, oh, my God. Look at this. Come on, put your hand, lay your hands on them, Pastor Lawson. Lay, ooh, I love you, Lord. Ooh. And, and anybody with any kind of heart disease, any kind of heart ailment, somebody else is coming from the back of the church. I love you, Jesus. I worship. That's right. Come on. Let them through. Just want to tell you. Somebody else. Now, I want a preacher to meet you over there, baby. Come on. Somebody else. Ministers over. Come on. Whoever you are. Yes. Come on. I got you here. I love you. In here. Somebody else, anybody else? Come on, come on up, brother. Take him up front. Mills, the brother, raise your hands. Lord, I love you. Mother Kelly, this is for you. Because most of your life you battled this. And God says, in the spirit of your faithfulness, God's going to heal somebody else so that they won't have to go through what you went through. Everybody put your hands around somebody else right now. Come on, quiet, take it up right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Touch the heart right now, Lord. You are heart fixing right now, Lord. It's already done, Lord. It's already done. I got this. I got this. God says, I got this. I've got this. I've got this. I'm hearing God says, I've got this. I've got it. I... Come on, Zion. those eyes my prayer for you today is that you have such a relationship with God that you love him through thick and thin no matter how you feel what you're going through that God will give you a mother Shirley Kelly spirit Mother, I don't know how you do it. Not too many people whose hearts is functioning at 10% capacity could worship God with such joy. 
But God is so good. Amen. Lord, we thank you. The Sunday morning, Lord, we thank you. There's a reason why somebody came out this morning. Somebody who's viewing by way of internet needs to be healed. I encourage them to pick up the phone and call us, 803-776-1238. Somebody wants to pray with you and touch and agree. This is your day of deliverance. Thank you, Lord. Love immunates from the heart. Today, we're praying for hearts all over this world. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you, like the old folk told me, you are a heart fixer. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Do it right now. Do what only you could do. Restore, revive, heal, and deliver right now, Lord. Somebody help me say right now, Lord. Somebody declare right now, Lord. We know that you can do it because you've done it before. So have your way, Lord. Move in a mighty way. Thank you for restoring broken hearts. Thank you for putting back shattered hearts. Thank you, Lord, for we declare and decree, Lord, we love you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. Thank you, Lord. This is our prayer. We ask in Jesus' name, we pray. And those that know that it is already done, say amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, it's already done. <laughs> it's already done. Come on, somebody. If you, want to, if you want to have that relationship with God, if you want to join the church, if you want to make a commitment to God this day, come on. If you want to, God's calling you for a higher level. Thank you. Look at God. Wherever you are right now, come on, others are coming. I love you. I love you. Anyone want to make that commitment today? Amen. That's right. God is calling you. I love If God, this, God's doing something today, this is the day God, God restores broken hearts. This is the day that God's going to fix hearts then. Come on, come on, Zion. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, young lady. It took courage for you to step out. Come on, Bible way. Put your hands together for this, this young lady. Somebody else ought to join her. Anybody else want to make that commitment to God today? This is your moment. Anyone else? This is your moment. God is calling you right now. Clap those hands and give God a hand of praise. Ooh. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Come on, tell me, I just want. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. 
want to say that